0: Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the Television Graveyard. We're your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Woolhan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or only one episode. And we used to do it in one episode, but now we we kind of... This, this took a while. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Tros! Tros. tros I do a pretty good Pinky.
1: You do. You nah! Do.
0: We are back with part two of Pinky... Elmira and the brain, 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 brain. I deeply resent this.
1: So uh, let it be known. A lot of people who listen to part one were like, why is this going to be two parts? It's like, sorry. It d- turns out we have a lot to say about this.
0: I do have a lot of feelings. Yeah,
1: we didn't expect this to be two parts either. But, no. You know, we. We at Stay Doomed want to do a thorough job and get all of our feelings out there. So we're going to make sure that happens. And we start, of course, by pouring one out.
0: What you got there, Noah?
1: All right. So this is what I decided to do this week. Uh, I have... A, a little shot glass here. And I put in uh, Liquor 43, which is going to represent the brain. Okay. Because it's a, a more complicated liqueur. There's a lot of uh, good properties to it. It's uh, a little classy. And then on top, I put some uh, cream. It doesn't have any alcohol content. So there's less substance in it. And it's white and sweet. So that's going to represent Pinky. Okay. And together, Pinky and the brain make my absolute favorite shot in the world, a little beer. All right. And then next to it, I have a white IPA uh, in a can okay. that's going to stand for Elmira. And we are not going to mix it with Pinky in the Brain. It's going to remain over here for later while I enjoy this thing I really like, Pinky in the Brain, without her.
0: Okay, so um, I have a glass of white wine because... Pinky and the Brain are white mice, and Elmira whines a lot. They can all be winners, folks.
1: We didn't expect there to be a part two.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's also a holiday week, and we did not want to go to any unnecessary stores uh, because of the thing we can't talk about because this goes on YouTube.
1: Yes, yes. I, I, I don't know if that's still a problem saying uh, the 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 c word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the but Backstreet Boys reunion tour. The Backstreet Boys to reunion To steal tour. something from the Game Grumps.
1: Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll... we'll, we'll
0: that elaborate ourselves. extended metaphor is still one of my favorite things.
1: Absolutely. So let's start this week uh, by things we learned since last episode. Yes. So first off, uh, it, it turns out it was hard to get clips. So you may notice in part one, there's a lack of clips. Uh, the only thing that was available for like easy download was the theme song. And episode one, which was played in reverse, so I had to unreverse it every time I used a clip. It was very strange. So that is why uh, the format kind of breaks down later in that episode. Uh, And also, last time I said I was going to do a little experiment where I said that the end credits title or the end credit card that plays over Pinky Elmira and the Brain does not display that it is for Pinky Elmyra in the brain. And yes. to prove this, I tweeted it and put it on Facebook and said, hey, based off of this picture, what cartoon is this? And almost everyone just said Pinky in the brain because there's you a little. You could see
0: the little mice on the blueprints.
1: Yeah, but there's also a little doodle of Elmira that no one really picks up on. Nobody said Pinky Elmyra in the brain. A few people said a version of the title. Incorrectly, like Elmira, Pinky in the Brain, or something like that. Yeah. But no one nailed it, just to show how not beloved this show is.
0: Yeah. So uh, the other thing that we had that we wanted to talk about was the timetable, because we we did talk about the uh, time slot this aired in. and We kind of we're trying to figure out based on context clues what time slot this aired in. Right. So, I, I did find um, some old, like, archived Saturday morning lineups. Okay. And this actually had a really good time slot. Really? Yeah. It aired at 10.30, which is, like, a pretty prime space.
1: 10.30 Saturday mornings? Yeah. Yeah, that is a great spot.
0: Uh, its lead-in was something called Invasion America, which is something I have no idea what it is.
1: No, I have no idea what that
0: is. And then it kicked off... Pinky Almira and the Brain, Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries, and Hysteria. Hmm. Which Hysteria is a show I really like, but it did run two seasons. Yes. I looked. Um, and then they used to switch around a lot, because then its lead-in was Brats of the Lost Nebula, which I do remember. Okay. And then they pulled it for a while, and were showing just regular Pinky in the Brain. And then its lead-in was Men in Black, the series. And when they start... When it's Men in Black, the series, you can see how they're starting to, like, deteriorate. You can actually see that this is the season Kids WB starts to die. Yeah. Because then, like, the first hour is the new Batman Superman Adventures. And then, like, there's a couple weeks they just run something called the Animaniacs Super Show.
1: So it's just, like, a bunch of clips of stuff.
0: And then by early 1999, it's Batman Superman Adventures, a couple one-off shows, and then two hours of the big cartoony show. Hmm. which is the um the show that Pinky Myra and the Brain started getting edited into right along with pieces of Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries, pieces of Animaniacs um all of these shows started to get just kind of put in this big cartoony like old looney tunes whatever we could find just throw it in
1: gotcha, gotcha.
0: and then pokemon starts in the later that winter
1: And that's what takes over everything.
0: And then it starts to slowly become more and more Pokemon.
1: Gotcha. Interesting. I will say I was really big into Men in Black the series, so I'm still surprised I didn't catch much of this live. Uh, Also, just a fun fact that I stumbled across. Elmira's last name is Duff. Yeah. It's FUD backwards. Yes. Just a fun fact I found.
0: So we're going to get back into the second half of the series.
1: Yeah, so this is the part that we believe was aired during the Warner Rooney Big Cartoony show.
0: Christmas episode!
1: Yes, we start with a Christmas episode.
0: Uh, I love Christmas episodes. Uh, this one's called You'll Be Sorry. Yes. Which I like. Um, and it's, you know, it's the, like the It's a Wonderful Life variant. Yes. you always say that Christmas episodes only have like four different plots. Yes, yeah. The Gift of the Magi, uh, Christmas is in Danger...
1: Christmas carol,
0: Christmas carol and it's a wonderful life. Yes,
1: or it snowed and we're going to tell stories.
0: Yeah. Which the best some the best like episode of we're going to just tell stories is a Halloween episode of community.
1: I mean, I think the holiday we're stuck and can't do the holiday, so let's just tell stories and be about talking and family. That's just a trope for holiday specials, not just Christmas.
0: Yeah, so they're usually one of those subplots. And this goes with the It's a Wonderful Life subplot. But instead of uh, Brain wishing he'd never been born, Brain wishes Pinky had never been born. Yes. So Pinky has then like a dream that shows him that he gets everything he wants and he gets the Acme Labs back. But now he's stuck there with Elmira and not Pinky. Mm -hmm. And so like that's this episode. It's not... It's not a great dream sequence.
1: Yes, nor is it very Christmassy.
0: No, like the ending is sweet.
1: Yes, but this is the first time I've ever heard Brain say something along these lines. He says, taking over the world is meaningless if I did it without your friendship. Yeah, And this is when I start to really have this theory, like, I think they're trying to tell a love story between Pinky and the Brain right now. Because I saw it in the beginning where it's like, I think Brain like really starting to care and depend on Pinky more. Yeah. And I was like, are they really telling like a love story here between Pinky and the Brain and their like dependence and caring for each other in this world domination thing? That can't possibly be it. Hey, let's keep going. So
0: the next, epi- the next part of this episode is the domestic comedy yeah, they they end up acting like a, a
1: married, married couple. couple. They end up being in Elmira's dollhouse. Yes, and they just start acting very domesticated.
0: They start just having like the suburban, like the suburban dream. Yes, and they kind of become cons- a little bit more consumerist. Brain starts realizing he likes vegging out in front of the TV. Yes,
1: he likes his chair.
0: He has this one chair that he really likes. And this very interesting, like dom com.
1: Yeah, and then we have like the like we're having people over storyline. Like yes, uh, we're having company. Don't embarrass me in front of the people of the neighborhood. This is a pretty good episode because there's not a lot of Elmira in. It.
0: Yeah, like Elmira's world facilitates like living in a young girl's room facilitates the story. Yes. But it's not dependent on Elmira. Right. Like, I, I I still think this show could have been executed really well, with um Elmira being able to be a different girl. Like, if they just had a young woman of any kind, and not specifically Elmira.
1: Right. Like, it could have been anyone.
0: Yeah, because this idea is funny. Yeah. Having it be, they live with a little girl, kind of works in this episode. hmm It just doesn't work entirely.
1: No. And, like, this is really where I start to see, like, Pinky and the Brain as a love story, where they care about each other, and this global domination thing is just kind of the backset to their relationship. Yes. And uh, that's kind of nice to see. And, yeah, maybe I am overthinking... This cartoon about mice that try to take over the world. But that's what we do on this show, judgy listener.
0: Did we get a lot of complaints or something, bro? No, But, but that listener who was
1: thinking that knows who they are. Oh, my God. Sorry I yelled at you. Uh,
0: Episode eight is pretty good. Yeah, they start um,
1: kind of figuring it out halfway through.
0: Yeah, the first episode is called, the first half is called Wag the Mouse. And this is, there was a contemporary film called Wag the Dog. Yes. It was like a political comedy. And it's Pink and the Brain are trying to use Elmira's influence to get her to be class president so they can take over her school and then yes. the world. And the other two people running are Andrew Loam, who like, doesn't do a lot in the show. He's just kind of there. He's mm-hmm. the other named classmate. He's not Rudy or Vanity. Yes. Elmira's quote quote, best friend, who's kind of like a bully and a user. Yes. Um,
1: she's a mean girl.
0: Yeah. She doesn't do anything like mean enough to Elmira to like warrant being. A, she's.
1: Oh, I completely disagree. Not
0: not at this point. She does later. I mean, this is where we –
1: are. our first introduction to her is stand next to me so I will look prettier by comparison.
0: Right. But she doesn't like – Elmira is depicted as being too stupid Mm -hmm. to understand that. And because they don't want the same thing, Elmira doesn't care. Right. Like, if Vanity suddenly turned her attentions to Rudy, it'd be on. Right. But, like, Elmira is happy to let Vanity get Andrew Loam's attention. Yeah,
1: but, like – Remember in Mean Girls where, uh, what's her name? Regina, Regina George. George. Regina George just goes, I love your bracelet. And the girl's like, thank you. And then walks away and she goes, that's the fugliest bracelet I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. She, it's her making sure people stay ugly so she stays pretty. And that's all I get from Vanity. Yeah. It's kind of like, she's at the top of the pyramid, and while what she's doing may not seem directly evil, it all serves her purpose.
0: Yes, but what I'm saying is she doesn't do anything directly cruel to Elmira at this point. Mm-hmm. She is just, in a way, there's like an almost symbiotic relationship at this point of like, she allows Elmira to be seen with her.
1: Yeah. Because it helps her status. Which
0: helps her status, but also, in a way, helps Elmira's status because is pretty low on the social totem pole. Right. So, um, this idea that, like, it's it's not a good situation, but it's this weirdly, like, symbiotic friendship. Right. So, Pinky and the Brain bully Andrew Loam out of the race by putting up a poster saying he dropped out. Yeah. And he, like, snaps. He's like, I didn't drop out. I'm not a quitter. Yeah. And then Rudy says he'll beat up anyone who votes for Vanity.
1: Yeah, he just threatens people.
0: Because Rudy and Vanity don't like each other. Right. Because Rudy is lower class. Like, Rudy is, you know, quote, 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 lower class. Rudy is, Mm -hmm. like, rough around the edges. He, at one point, is eating, like, a can of cold stew as a snack.
1: Yeah, like, that's his favorite thing. Like, like, he's Rorschach.
0: Yeah, like, he's weird.
1: (laughs) Good like this.
0: No, like, he's drinking... He eats, like, a frozen stew popsicle. Yeah. Because that's what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. Rorschach is just too weird to heat food up. (laughs) Like, he went out of his way to freeze this stew and make a popsicle out of it. Yeah, that's true. Like, so it's this, like, kind of almost this political, like... Pinky and the Brain are trying to brute force Elmira into winning... ...by manipulating Rudy into threatening people and voting for Vanity. Mm -hmm. Because they say, like, if Vanity wins... She is going to make rules against everything Rudy likes, right? And Vanity doesn't deny it because Vanity doesn't like Rudy. And at the end, Andrew Loam still wins.
1: Yeah, because he's the popular kid.
0: Yeah, because he's like an affable jock. Mm-hmm. Like Andrew Loam doesn't do a lot in the show. Like, yeah, he's he not is like handsome. Yeah, he's not like a mean popular guy. He is just literally there. Yeah. The second one is probably one of my two favorite episodes. This is the Disneyland parody.
1: This is so well done.
0: Yes, it's really, really good. The whole thing is that Brain is trying to get a subliminal messaging tape in the their equivalent of It's a Small World.
1: Yes, he changes one of the lines to something like, you will submit to Brain. And the idea is... Hundreds of thousands of people go through that a month. And they're all going to hear it and eventually it'll just spread worldwide because so many people are going through it constantly.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: So we spend the day at what is not Disney World, but clearly Disney World.
0: Yeah. Like everything is a pastiche of different things in Disney.
1: Yeah. And this feels so pinky in the brain because it is crammed full of jokes yes like every set piece is a joke every line is a joke every background moment is a joke like everything is joke
0: yeah they pick a really ripe um like they pick a really ripe topic for parody it's reminds me a lot of the crusty land episode of simpsons yeah where it just like it's a little less edgy because it's a children's show is composed to a, uh, a family show. and But they hit a lot of these, like, Elmira takes over a plushie stand.
1: Yes. And there's the whole bit of, like, they're waiting in line for something.
0: Yes. Like,
1: you hit all the, like, tropes of an amusement park day.
0: And it's actually, like, a lot of fun. Yeah. It's probably one of the better episodes. It's hard because, like, you can't really explain the jokes in these shows that we're just kind of brushing over. It's
1: a lot of just like, oh, they're referencing. We're two big Disney nerds. So there's a lot of just, like, little things like, oh, this is referencing It's a Small World. Oh, this is referencing. uh, Because there's a whole moment where they're clearly in Space Mountain. Yes. And uh, it's just like a big indoor roller coaster that they go on and. Pink in the brain, don't have seatbelts, so they almost fly off. So, like, in explaining it, it's not a great joke. But in watching it, being like, ah,
0: (laughs) it's Space Mountain. Hooray. Yeah, like, if you like Disney, it's a lot of jokes that you'll get done in a very, like, funny way. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, episode nine, the beginning of this episode, is my favorite episode. Yeah? Quoth Elmira. Chocolate pie!
1: They do... An amazing retelling of The Raven.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's called, like, The Raven, but, like, ranting and raving.
1: Yes, but it's done in perfect verse. Instead of nevermore, it's Elmira saying chocolate pie.
0: (laughs) And, like, admittedly, it's a very good... It's very well done, and the vocabulary is very impressive. Yes! Like, the meter is perfect sometimes with parodies, like, it's a little belabored, but the meter fits really well. Uh, there's a couple reused rhymes, but that's inevitable. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Poe reuses the same rhymes yeah. multiple times. He re- he rhymes Lenore and Nevermore and Dor through the entire thing. Yes. So we can't really pick on Pinky and the Brain too much on that one.
1: Yeah, they, they do a great retelling of The Raven, and it is... He gets a chef kiss.
0: And then I'm going to skip a part and go back to it. We're going to do the second longer part of this episode uh, first.
1: Laura, Laura, I believe, just skipped something I found unbelievably infuriating. So stay tuned, folks.
0: We're going to talk about it. Uh, And then the next one is uh, the episode with Rudy and the snake.
1: Yeah, this is the one that feels the least Pinky and the brain ish This felt really throwaway. It's basically, Rudy finally catches Pinky and the Brain, puts him in his room so his snake can eat them. So it is just Pinky and the Brain attempting to survive being eaten by a snake. Yeah. Like, while it fits in this world that they've created... There's no trying to take over the world being done. There's no, like, brain being smart and Pinky being doofy. It's just the two of them doing their best not to get eaten. It It, doesn't feel right.
0: It doesn't feel like it needed to be Pinky Elmira in the brain.
1: Like, when you sit down to watch, like, I don't know, the animated adventures of Superman. Yeah. Yeah. We would assume that there is a day where Superman is not needed and Clark Kent goes to the grocery store. Yeah. We don't need to see that as an episode.
0: No, and it's like not interesting enough. And it's weird because I think we also watched this the same day we watched the Bob's Burgers episode
1: about snakes. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right.
0: And I kind of had the thought of like, man, watch two cartoons about snakes today. One of them was pretty good. Yeah. The other was this Pinky and the Brain episode.
1: Yeah. To think that the Raven is tied to these two other things.
0: Almost makes perfect sense to me because I almost feel like they put the Raven with these two things to make the episode kind of justify its own existence. Mm -hmm. Instead of being, oh, because I remember with like Tiny Toons, there were certain episodes as a kid where I'd go, oh, I didn't like this one. And I'd turn it off. Right. So I guess this was to save this from being the episode everyone turns off. And then this had a middle segment, which most of them don't have. Yeah,
1: usually the A cartoon is one segment. Yeah. And the B cartoon is two segments. It has like a cliffhanger commercial break moment. Yeah. This one just is three separate cartoons. And in the middle is a music video created by Elmira about her mousies. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea is that it's that Elmira's the one filming it. So everything kind of like is out of focus, out of frame, and shaky cam. Yeah. But really, they're just doing that so they can just use reused footage from other Pinky and the Elmira and the Brain cartoons,
0: including stuff she wasn't there for.
1: Yeah. So they're just reusing this footage so that like they can make a cartoon. So nothing new is drawn in this episode. It's just new audio. And the song is to the tune of YMCA. Yes. But she sings like, I love my mousies, I do. Yeah. Like, it is so removed from YMCA that I don't think legally it would qualify as a parody. Like, I think it's so separated from YMCA that they're just stealing the music and putting different words on.
0: Yeah, I, I had the thought of... By episode eight, these were chunks that were being put into Warner Rooney Big Cartoony. And do you remember... Uh, I watched this like three months ago for no apparent reason. There was a WB like six minute music video... There was clearly a promo for the WB primetime. For their, for
1: their primetime lineup that was sung mostly by the mom from Sister Sister, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, it was
0: very, like, every cast did part of it, though. Yeah. And it was very, very weird. But networks used to do this. Mm. A, a good example is Nickelodeon would have the Adventures of Inside Out Boy or Kokomo with the Muppets. And they'd have these little, like, weird shorts that would air in. During commercial breaks or between shows. Yeah. Uh, Cartoon Network, I believe, still does this.
1: Yeah, they, they weren't full shows. They were just kind of like a, a side bit that showed up randomly.
0: Yeah, like there was no catching it on purpose. Yeah, there was no
1: tuning in for the adventures of Inside Out Boy. It was just a thing that would happen randomly throughout the show.
0: And I I kind of, I can't find anything proving this, but I felt like this was that.
1: Because this is bad. <laughs> this is really bad. Because we brought this up, if you listen all the way back to like episode, I want to say, seven, where we do uh, Nightmare Ned. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do this at the end of their season, where it's a clip show with different audio pretending to be a full episode. Yeah. And it's not. I just find this very frustrating, very lazy, very not pinky in the brain.
0: Yeah, like it's a very, very strange bit. That mm-hmm. feels like they could have been airing it over the summer to promote Pinky in the Brain, Pinky Elmira in the Brain. Perhaps. Uh, but I couldn't find really any proof of that.
1: Yeah, the only way we'd be able to prove that is if we found like someone had just taped the like Saturday morning block and it happened to pop up.
0: And like if someone did tape a Saturday morning block of 1998 Kids WB... We'd watch it. <laughs> I would watch that as soon as we were done recording. Yeah. Because you found me watching like super cuts of 90s commercials. Mm-hmm. Like while I'm working, that's just what I leave on in the background. Yeah, I work I really well that way. Mm-hmm. That's how I used to do my homework as yeah. a kid.
1: It's a very familiar work habit.
0: Um, the other thing worth mentioning is in the Snake episode, there's one sequence where... uh. Brain's like, I will take over all the countries in the world. And Pinky goes, United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama. And I was like, "Ah!" and then it stops. And then
1: it stops.
0: And I think this is the most damaging thing you can do.
1: Is remind us of the good times. Is
0: remind us of a show that was better. Yeah. Of like, oh yeah, I did. I really liked anime. Ew, this sucks. I wish
1: I was watching that.
0: Episode 10 is a weird episode. It's a full length episode.
1: Yes, this is one story.
0: Yes, it is a full length episode where they go to a circus with a freak show.
1: Yes, and Brain has a teleportation device he's going to use. Yes. In some scheme to take over the world.
0: And it malfunctions, and he and Elmira get fused together, and their DNA begins to fuse. Yes. So there's like stakes here of, you know, Brain is getting dumber as the episode goes on, Elmira is getting snarkier. Mm -hmm. And they both start to like, they both start out having individual control of certain limbs, but then like they start to lose control and have to work together. Mm -hmm. And Pinky falls in love with a prize pig at the fair.
1: Yeah, I hate this part because it ruins the love story they were telling with Brain. Because now that Brain's gone, Pinky's just like, ah, here's another animal for me to imprint on. I'm in love with this pig
0: now. Well, this is a very, very, very common trope. Of, uh, I believe the TV tropes term is, but not too gay. But when you have two um, heterosexual life mate characters, if they seem too fond of each other, it's not uncommon to see a love interest get introduced for one. Okay. To keep it from uh, a notable recent example is in uh, the Star Wars, the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people felt like Rose was paired with Finn. Because Finn and Poe had too much chemistry in yeah uh, Force Awakens.
1: So they wanted to get away from a possible gay narrative?
0: Yeah, they didn't want it to be, here's this gay love story. So they were, like, throwing romantic interest at the other two. Like, they have, okay, roses with Finn. And then when that didn't get received well, that's when they had that, like, other random smuggler mm-hmm. who Poe had a history with in the third one. Uh, we don't talk about the third one. Um, but... That's a very common thing is if in a narrative two, particularly two male characters seem too fond of each other, they'll be like, but they're straight. Here's a girlfriend for one. Right. Uh, It's really, really common. So that that didn't surprise me that we saw Pinky have a a, a canonic romantic interest. Mm Mm-hmm. It is still weird because it's a pig, but it's not like a special pig. Like, she doesn't talk.
1: Yeah, it's just a random pig.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tim Curry is the ringmaster, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: Tim Curry's great in everything he does.
0: Yeah, and he does like Tim Curry. Because this is peak like Tim Curry voice acting career. This is like Wild Thornberry's era. So it's always good to see. It's always good to hear him. I also,
1: I like the the meta commentary of like... Brain is stuck with Elmira, and for the good of Pinky and the Brain, Brain needs to find a way to be separated from her.
0: That's a good... (laughs) It's a good notice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like this episode. I thought it worked together very well as a Pinky, Elmira, and the Brain episode. Like, it would make sense for all those characters to be together in this situation.
0: Because Elmira enjoys being in the freak show, because people... Applaud for her. Yeah,
1: she likes attention. So
0: her like need to be liked is satisfied, but Brain is horrified because this is not what he wants for himself, to be uh, in a serving position. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed this one.
0: Uh, 11A is, hope you've been watching the rest of the series. This is, Elmira takes everyone to the vet.
1: Yeah, this is worth it. I have a lot to say here.
0: Yeah, that's right? why I wanted to... Get you ready for that. Yeah.
1: So, because this this is where, this is the episode that makes me fully turn on this show.
0: Okay. So. Uh, That's not what I was expecting.
1: Elmira goes to the vet and they're, they they kind of do this bit of like, uh, the the vet is like, oh, Elmira's back again. What could she possibly have? Mm-hmm. I'm so, like, oh, uh, she's always here. And the bit kind of is. They bring out the cat that acts like a dog because the brain hypnosed the cat, Mr. Pussy-Wussy. But
0: now the cat is effectively a dog.
1: It's effectively a dog and the vet's like, well, this is really interesting. Like, I could, you know, write a paper about this and become famous.
0: Yeah, he wants to exploit
1: Mr. Pussy-Wussy. Ignoring the fact that there are two talking mice involved. And that's kind of the whole bit.
0: And it's also like... I've known cats that are more dog-like than cat-like. Oh, yeah.
1: I've seen cat dogs, but
0: yeah.
1: th- this one barks
0: <laughs> yeah. and
1: stuff. Th- there is just one moment in this that, in- to me, shows everything wrong with this show. Okay. The doctor's like, do you have any other strange animals? And he goes, she goes, I just have this bunny I got from the bunny tree.
0: Oh, and it's Shad uh, from... The third episode.
1: Yeah, it's the alien yeah. that Omira believed was a bunny and so has since kidnapped and has kept in prison up until now thinking it was a bunny.
0: But we've never seen him.
1: Well, I mean, we saw him in that episode, Yeah, but, but like, we didn't see him any other time.
0: Despite the fact that, like, clearly Canon exists, he hasn't appeared in the interim.
1: Exactly. This episode... Establishes a hundred percent that there is a canon to this show that events that happened earlier count. Yes, in the next episode. In what I said in the previous episode of this show of Stay Doomed, the whole point of the theme song is so that the show can exist in media res. You can watch the show in any order and in like reruns and stuff like that, and you're not missing anything. If this is the first episode of this show you see, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Which means there's no reason why this show couldn't have an actual pilot that explained
0: all the things. You're you're 100% right.
1: So I'm unbelievably frustrated that, like, they're going to continue having a canon... But they're not going to have a pilot that answers all the questions of why we got here. Which also means that it is canon that Pinky and the Brain are aware of the circle that is chasing them. But they're not going to hide from them. Like, this one episode. the One joke, really. The one joke of having the alien pop out of the bag destroys the, the framework fabric. of the show. <laughs>
0: And like what I find very strange is, both iterations of Animaniacs have a dedicated pilot. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing I find crazy is like there's clearly precedent to having a pilot like this. Both versions of Animaniacs ninety three and twenty twenty had one, so I don't really get why this couldn't have one.
1: I, I don't I don't know. It's just uh like, that this that one joke shows everything that's wrong with this, is that they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they're just kind of doing stuff. Ugh.
0: This is also paired with a, That's Edutainment, which is Brain trying to get a public access TV show off the ground because he's going to take over the world by corrupting the youth.
1: Yes. I personally believe that they had at some point been given a note to be like, hey, can you make your show educational? And they were like, no. Pinky in the Brain's not going to be educational. That's stupid. We're a comedy show. Don't ask us to do this again. And then as Rebellion, they were like, let's do a Pinky in the Brain educational show.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like the show is bad, but gets a following because it's bad. Yes. And then they're canceled because everyone knows nobody watches educational shows.
1: Yes, like this is very much, in my opinion, an fu to the network who it asked Pinky in the Brain to be uh, educational because Pinky in the Brain does have an the original OG Pinky in the Brain have an educational cartoon where they sing the parts of the brain. Yes, and, and just Pinky keeps yelling brainstem
0: and cortex visual. Right down, right down. Sylvian Fisher left hemisphere.
1: Well, the next episode is so confusing because what ends up happening with with their education TV show is it gets popular because of Elmira. Yeah. The next episode is about Elmira doing a show. Right. But it's not actually a show on television. It's a pretend show that she's doing in her room. That's
0: right. And
1: Brain is trying to do something and needs Pinky, but Pinky needs to be a guest on Elmira's show. No,
0: Pinky needs to distract Elmira. And then they have a falling out. Because Elmira introduces a clip from Pinky's movie, but introduces it wrong and, like, gets the plot of the movie wrong. And then Pinky and Elmira have a fight. And Brain is annoyed because he needs Pinky to go entertain Elmira and distract her. Yeah,
1: everything about this is confusing because it starts off with it being like, this is the Elmira show. And any person watching this would be like, oh, this is a continuation of what we just saw that now Elmira has her own show because of all the success and education. Because we established that there's a canon now. Yes. And things that happened <laughs> in previous episodes matter in the future. No, she's just playing make believe. None of this makes sense anymore.
0: (laughs) If you think that doesn't make sense, the next episode is uh, they're having the meat festival in town. Because all of these shows always have like a weird town festival. Yes. This is like, reminds me of Doug. Because Doug always has like, we're a town that for some reason is all about beats.
1: Yes. So to start off, we get the Patty Ann theme song. Yes. His brain is walking around as Patty Ann. And... Pinky sings a song to the tune of, I believe, Staying Alive.
0: His head is really tiny, he's got a metal honey. He's Patty Ann, Patty Ann. Even Scary Rudy thinks that he's a cutie. patty, Ann, patty Stop Ann. that! <coughs> patty Ann,
1: patty Ann. Pinky? <coughs> <Patty Ann. coughs> and, like... Brain is punching Pinky in the chest with his robot hands. It's a nice, like, little fun theme song. But the the plot is that there's a meat day festival, and one little girl is going to be the face of the meat. The meat queen. The meat queen. The meat queen. And they have to do a talent show, and it is Patty Ann, Vanity, and Elmira. Yes. And... Vanity really wants it.
0: Because it's any kind of queenship.
1: Elmira's being Elmira. Yes. But Patty Ann, pinky in the brain.
0: Uses hypnosis.
1: Uses hypnosis because it's always hypnosis. Yeah. To win uh, (laughs) the, the chance to be meat queen. Which means she's going to lead the meat parade. Yes. Patty Ann, Patty Ann... She's marching in her own parade. Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann, marching in her own parade. Pepper Ann, she's like one in a million. Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann, much too
0: cool for seventh grade. No, it's cool Do not besmirch the good name of Pepper Ann with this show. That's what's happening. You can't deny that. Pepper Ann is too cool for seventh grade.
1: I know. She's one in a million. She has her own theme song. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, my God. Pepper Ann ran too many seasons for us to be able to do that. But Pepper Ann holds (laughs) up. There's at least one listener that's like, who
1: the hell is Pepper Ann? Why do they keep talking about her? She's too cool for seventh grade. Uh, In any case, uh, (laughs) since it's always hypnosis, Brain is going to, I believe, use more hypnosis in the parade.
0: Because the parade will be televised, which is why he wants to be the meat queen. Because the parade will be televised and he's going to use the mass hypnosis earrings. However... Uh, Pinky gets caught, and they always have to lie, and they never say they're mice. Mm -hmm. So, Pinky's a float designer. Yes. And Pinky designs a float made entirely out of meat.
1: Yeah, actual meat.
0: Which they say as a joke while the hypnosis earrings are on. And then the, uh, head of the meat committee is all in on the meat float.
1: Yeah, it's gotta be a meat float.
0: Because he's he's hypnotized. So... Pinky is going to design the meat float. Now, Vanity is enraged. Mm-hmm. And Vanity and Elmira team up. And Vanity, like, corrupts Elmira a little yeah, bit? Yeah,
1: she's using Elmira to kind of get revenge on Patty Ann. And also kind of pin the rap on Elmira for doing this.
0: Well, doesn't like, enemy mine. Because we also have... Rudy is a crush on Patty Ann. Mm-hmm. So... Vanity exploits Elmira's crush on Rudy by being by getting revenge on Patty Ann because Patty Ann has something each of them wants. Rudy's attention, the meat queenship. Yes. So they sick all of the local dogs in the pound on the meat float, which they also establish it's like a hot day in the summer. Yes. And Brain is riding around on a thing made of rotting meat. Mm-hmm. And he drops the hypnosis earrings and at one point has just two sausages.
1: Yeah, which is a fun visual gag. Yeah. And his plan is ruined through the sabotage of the puppet master, Vanity. Yes. There's one thing about this episode I really need to bring up. Elmira gets upset because Patty Ann loves... uh, Or Rudy loves Patty Ann. And in this episode... Calls Patty Ann a desperate pussy. Yeah. And then I believe Brain actually corrects uh, Elmira and says, I think you're trying to say hussy. And also, I don't care about Rudy. Two important things. Yes. One, she says the word hussy in the first episode. So she knows the word hussy. Correct. You established oh that God. there is canon in this show. <laughs> and now you're corrupting it. Two... Because we watched Letter Kenny on Hulu, we had subtitles on.
0: Yes. So
1: when Elmira calls, calls uh, Patty Ann a pussy, mm-hmm. it says pussy.
0: Yeah. But they also say pussy on the show before. Because they say Mr. Pussy Wussy.
1: I think it's different calling a cat a pussy than calling a woman a pussy. That's true. <laughs> and granted, she says pussy. But it's spelled the same. Yeah, you're right. So, like, when I was watching it, when I saw the word pop up, I was taken aback. And I don't think you noticed that it said pussy on screen
0: for No, because I was probably either taking a note or I was like, I want to look something up.
1: So I just thought that was very interesting that the, uh, the, the deaf community had a completely different experience with this episode.
0: That's true. Um, we're finally in the last episode. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, the first one is Vanity is having a party, and Vanity wants Elmira to come because she shines next to Elmira and wants Andrew Lohm's attention. But Elmira comes with a rider. Elmira needs Rudy to go, or else she doesn't want to go to the party, mm-hmm. which I think says a lot about Elmira socially. Yeah. Like, she doesn't care that she's getting invited to this big – like, what's established as the biggest party of the school year. Yeah,
1: I, I kind of took this, I might have misunderstood, but she, Vanity invites Elmira and says Rudy's going to be there. And then Vanity invites Rudy and says, Elmira can't wait to go with you, knowing that Rudy would then tell Elmira that he's not going so she wouldn't go. And Vanity can be like, ah, Freak didn't show up to my party and I invited her.
0: No, she wants Elmira there, though.
1: Is that... Because that's the way I took it. I thought it was all chess moves.
0: It is all chess moves. She promises Ru- that she'll invite Rudy, but she, like, verbally invites Rudy in a way that makes it clear he's not welcome. Mm-hmm. So if Elmira asks Vanity, Vanity goes, yeah, I invited Rudy. Okay. So that's kind of what it is. She wants Elmira there because it would have been just as easy to not invite an Elmira at all. hmm But then Patty Ann shows up. Right. And then that starts that, like, everyone hates Patty Ann, except for Rudy, who's in love with her. Right. And it starts a food fight, and Vanity's upset because, like, her big party is ruined. Because Brain and uh, Pinky want Elmira to go because they want her to have friends.
1: Yeah, so that they can be left alone to take over the world.
0: Yeah, so they're like—and and I want to come back to this idea of them trying to help Elmira to serve a purpose, uh, and how it doesn't work because it's Elmira. But they, they want her to go because if she is friends all summer, she'll be out of their hair. This is really an interesting idea of they could have kind of had a more symbiotic relationship with the little girl they lived with if they were helping her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think a lot of issues with this show could have been solved had it just not been Elmira. Yep. Like having them live with a person – You could still do a lot of the things they wanted to do with this, Mm -hmm. but you couldn't make it Elmira. You had to make it like, you know, you didn't need to make it like a super sympathetic Dickensian orphan child, but you have to make it somebody we can root for. Right. So that we kind of like, and someone picking the brain could kind of warm up to, because they don't really warm up to Elmira over the course of the show. And then the final episode is Bizarre. Brain decides he is going to win influence and win hearts by being Braino, who's a Zorro parody. Yeah. He is subverted at every turn by Elmira, who is underwear head, who is just wearing a fr- pair of frilly pink panties on her head that blind her mm-hmm. because she's not wearing them so that the eye holes are where the legs holes are. Right. So she's just kind of accidentally stumbling around into do-gooding. hmm And... Breno, in an attempt to engineer situations that he can save the day, causes a lot of problems that underwear head solves. Yes. And then Elmira gets notoriety and fame as underwear head.
1: Mm-hmm. What? And like, t- to go back to this like the whole like seafood thing that I said in our previous episode, all Elmira does and gets like praise for is put underwear on her head. And run around blindly screaming, I'm underwear head. Yes. It's another imitable act that, yeah. like, if my three-year-old were to watch, might end up doing, and I would hate. Yeah. So, like, it's another one of those things where it's like, ah, don't, this isn't a good idea to put on television, guys. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you're right about imitable acts. Yes. Um, It's...
1: This exists so Pinky can be a horse and sing a theme song.
0: Yes, because Pinky is the noble steed. Yeah. Um, it's, that's the show. Which is crazy. I feel like
1: somehow in all of this, we missed the Circle reappearance.
0: Yeah, I don't remember when they came back.
1: But this really shows, I think this is a great place to start our like final verdict discussion. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of the circle is so interesting and it is such a focal point of the theme song that appears in three episodes max. Yeah. And I know one for sure is a dream sequence.
0: Yeah. It's...
1: Ugh. And again, I know I keep dwelling on it as a joke, but you establish that there is canon. Way too much of the brand plans require getting famous. Yeah. So if they're hi- if they are hiding from <laughs> this circle of people, why are you constantly trying to get on television?
0: And it, it's terrible cuz we're currently watching the 2020 animaniacs like yes. for fun on our own time. And they're really it's much more successful at a, attempt to reboot Pinky and the Brain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it, I, I want
1: to note that in the very first Pinky and the Brain cartoon on the new Animaniacs. Yeah. It starts with them discussing the idea of the internet, mm-hmm. basically. And the Brain basically ends up creating social media. Yes. Like he invents it. And that's what he's been doing. Since the Animaniacs has, and, or since their show ended and now. Basically saying, like, Pinky and Elmira and the Brain never happened.
0: Yeah, Pinky and the, uh, the creator confirmed that Pinky Elmira and the Brain is not considered canon. Yeah. Um, one of the working titles of the show was Pinky and the Brain, The Elmira Years. Yes, I saw that. Which, if they hadn't had the beginning thing, you could have easily made this a prequel. Mm-hmm. Because instead you've pulled Pinky and the Brain out of Acme Labs. But you also had to pull Elmira out of Acme University.
1: Elmira doesn't go to Acme University; She goes to a school with humans. Because this is also something that I wanted to bring up. In Tiny Toons? In Tiny Toons she doesn't go to Acme University. Okay. I actually did check that. Because that's something I want to bring up later. But something I think we need to bring up now that we never brought up is the name of Elmira's school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that she attends Chuck Norris Elementary.
0: Which is fun um, because this was also pre-Chuck Norris memes. Yeah. <laughs> Big in the
1: brain and Elmira ahead of the curve.
0: Which is fun. Um, it's weird because Elmira has a family in Tiny Toons. We see her family. Um, Thanksgiving was this week and I spent the entire time when I was like cleaning the house and cooking. With tiny tunes on in the background and Hulu, because it was something I could just like have as white noise. And you see, like, her father and her sister. So, like, she has a family that we never see in yeah. Pinky Elmira and the Brain. And that's kind of weird. And like, they have a maid. Yeah? So, like, Pinky Omira, like Elmira clearly, like, comes from a certain level of money. And it's established in Tiny Toons, Elmira's parents are friendly with Montana Max's parents. Mm-hmm. So, like, what we do know about her family is that she's fairly affluent. She has a family that are somewhat involved with each other.
1: Because yeah, I, I will say this. Let's say you have to add something mm-hmm. to Pinky and, and the Brain. I think it's very clear that we think... That nothing should be added. And I will mention, we watched Pinky and the Brain and Larry. Yes. Which is another FU episode to the network that they did. But really well done. Well done where just out of nowhere, there's a third mouse named Larry. And they
0: changed the theme song.
1: And they changed the theme song. Pinky and
0: the Brain and and Larry and Pinky and the Brain and Larry.
1: And uh, they just start doing stooge gags. Yeah,
0: because Larry is clearly Larry from the Three Stooges. Yeah,
1: there's a great moment in that uh, episode. There's a good sight gag. Where they're wallpapering. Yeah. They're they're trying to get into the White House by being wallpapers and (laughs) paperers. And there's wallpaper goes over Brain's head. And when he rips out of it, the wallpaper stuck to his head makes Moe's haircut. Yes. So good. So, So good. It's amazing how much better original Pinky
0: and the Brain is. Yeah, because this was like, this was an episode that was written as a middle finger to the executives mm-hmm. and still really fun.
1: Uh, so, let, let's say you have to add something, a property to Pinky and the Brain. And I've thought about this a lot. I don't think I can find something better than Elmira that it ex- already exists in the Warner Cartooniverse. To make this work Because like all the other Tiny Toons Kind of need to exist in a different reality Right Because it's important that Pinky and the Brain Are the only talking animals So you can't have them team up with like Buster Bunny So like maybe Freakazoid Maybe <laughs> But I think the main thing that could fix all this Just one tiny, tiny thing. Okay. You said that we know a little bit about Elmira's family, but we don't know a lot. Yeah. And Not enough that it's established that if it had changed, people would be upset. Elmira's father should be a scientist.
0: He's an inventor. Oh my God. (laughs) He is legitimately, canonically an inventor. All you had to do was make... Him work at Acme Labs.
1: Not, it doesn't even have to be Acme Labs. It's just the only lab that they can get to. The only place where they can survive is a lab that has Elmira in it. That would explain why they never leave.
0: Yeah, because it's the only thing that has the resources they need. <laughs> like Oh, I just ruined your whole life by saying he was an inventor. The,
1: oh my God, it was right. It was staring them right in the face and they just didn't do it. It's so frustrating to me.
0: Yeah, like in the episode, because they did a few episodes of... Um, Tiny tunes that focused on Elmira's family because they kind of wanted they, somebody somewhere wanted to spin Elmira off real mm-hmm. bad, and there is actually a thing where uh, MacArthur Duff makes a clean burning fuel from cholesterol. What? Yeah. Still like. Oh my god! Like and fossil fuel like tries to kidnap oh. Elmira as revenge.
1: Oh, it's so
0: obvious.
1: Just do it. Oh my God. That's so infuriating to hear. That is so infuriating to hear. Because I was just like, I was going to, I wanted to stand up and be like, I'm brilliant. I solved it. Just make Elmira's dad an inventor. And it was there already. Yeah. Oh. Oh.
0: Yeah. It makes oh. perfect, perfect sense for him to exist in this world. Um, it also, like, Gives more good excuse plots of like, she's a child. Again, they always have this trouble with eight to nine year old characters of writers always put them in situations that you'd be in minimum in middle school. Mm. She has an existing teenage sister that you could have used to exploit all of these like teenager subplots.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm so frustrated. So,
0: like, brain's trying to get her sister into a good college so he can escape.
1: Yeah. Something like that.
0: Like, and she has, like, three siblings in Animaniac. So, like. I'm so (laughs) grumpy. You could have kept. Because I kept saying, like, another little girl, that Mm. it didn't have to be an existing IP. Yeah. But, like, if you'd focused a little bit more on, like, making it a family sitcom, which is what I kind of thought they wanted to do by having it be Elmira.
1: Yeah, it it might have been better to just stick them with Katie Kaboom.
0: Yeah. Um or you like do an aged up version of Buttons and Mindy?
1: Yeah, that would be fun. Like
0: Mindy's now, you know, 9 or 10 and in school. Mindy is hapless. Maybe Pinky and the Brain grow fond of Mindy and there's going to be a point where they choose between success and helping Mindy mm-hmm. because she is always so good at getting into, like, bad situations. Buttons is suspicious. Built-in antagonist. Yeah. Uh, Absent parents. Mindy has canonically terrible parents.
1: This is true. Wow, that would have worked really well, actually.
0: Yeah, I started saying this is a joke, but, like, honestly, this works.
1: Uh, we got to give this a verdict. <laughs> What do you say? I,
0: I'm going to call this a stay doomed owing to the game over rule.
1: Because you could easily fix this?
0: Uh, with the idea of expanding it to include her family. Mm-hmm. There are episodes of the show that land. Yeah. So I think that like with sufficient changes, the show could have kind of worked. And if they hadn't clearly held a gun... To the creator's heads making the show. Yeah, I
1: think we've come up with a lot of ideas to make Pinky Elmira and the Brain better. Yeah. None of them make them better than Pinky and the Brain.
0: Oh, no, no.
1: I'm going to give this a Stay Doomed as well. I feel like this is going to sound strange. The best comparison I have to Pinky Elmira and the Brain Mm -hmm. is another show we covered here on Stay Doomed. And that's... The television wheel. Okay. This is a concept that is really hard to pull off. And they did their best with it that they could. Yeah. And there are some, like, good moments to it. But it's a very difficult thing that you shouldn't bother attempting. When you could just do something better and easier over here.
0: Yeah. Like, this is this started the same season as, like, Hysteria. Mm-hmm. Which was a better show. Yeah. Because uh, I, really, I really liked Hysteria. I was really bummed to find out it ran two seasons. Yeah. Um, but like, they would have been better off just kind of making more, making a new Warner Brothers cartoon property that they could have then just exploited for a couple of years.
1: I also want to say, Pinky in the Brain was my favorite show as a kid growing up. It was my favorite cartoon. Yeah. Did you know that they had an ending? I did not. Uh, there is a three part, like, movie of sorts called Brainwashed, where, uh, P- uh, Brains, like, loses his memory. And it is a three episode arc about a dance called the Smearskehooven, <laughs> created by Bab, which is an ABBA parody. Okay. Because the, they're Swedish. Yeah. Okay. And the idea is it's kind of a Macarena parody. That well, makes sense. But Brain figures out that uh, the dance moves of the Smearskahuven keep hitting these pressure points that will like erase your brain. Okay. And Brain kind of comes up with the idea of like, I'm going to put a message out at this particular moment because there's gonna be this big dance concert with Bab. And I would just say that Brain's the leader of the world. And then they find come to find out that's someone else's plan. Somebody else. that Like, that they had stumbled on someone else's plan. Oh, that's wild. So they assume it's Snowball, who is a genetically spiced uh, hamster, who is also an antagonist in Pinky and the Brain that's trying to take over the world. Okay. Only to find out it is not Snowball. And they now have to team up with him to take on this cat. Oh, my God. And the cat's the real mastermind. And they're gonna, <laughs> the cat's going to turn all the humans into cats is the plan. As one does. And uh, what ends up happening at the end is the cat wants to use this line that'll turn everyone into cats. The brain wants to use this line that will make everybody worship the brain. Uh, and Pinky ends up being the one who has to put the line in. And he says something like, just do your own thing. Don't follow the dance moves. Aww.
0: And it wakes
1: everybody up. Aww. But in the process of this, of this three episode like mini movie, uh, they end up displacing Snowball and he just becomes a hamster. And uh, I believe uh, brains like tuxedo rowboat suit gets destroyed. Like all the staples of the show start to go away. Aww. And as I'm watching this, I remember thinking like, is this the end of the show? And after Brainwash, there's like three other episodes, but they're all like non-canon specials, like the uh, team up with the Animaniacs to do Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is like kind of the last Pinky in the Brain story. So the idea that they kind of wrapped it up nicely...
0: And then did Pinky O'Meara and the Brain? It is so hurtful. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that makes me so sad.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I have a real soft spot for Pinky and the Brain. I just think it's great. I think it's really great. And if you're on Hulu and you finished the new Animaniacs, watch OG Pinky and the Brain. Because it's great. And in the end... There are some fun moments of Pinky and Almire in the Brain, but like, it's so many tears down from Animaniacs and Pinky in the Brain that it just doesn't justify its own existence.
0: Oh, that's such a bummer. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I really, that's
1: why this was two parts.
0: <laughs> I really want to watch, um,. Star Warners now.
1: Yeah, well, I think we're going to have to watch Star Warners at some Cause point.
0: Because I literally was just like, what do you mean? Because I'm, I'm now looking at it. And I what's interesting about what you said, because I just looked. And are you talking about Brainwashed?
1: Yeah, Brainwashed.
0: So those were the last, the first three episodes of season four. There was another episode of Pinky and the Brain, a reunion special. Another weird one. And then Star Warners is technically the last episode of Pinky and the Brain. Yes. That's wild.
1: It, yeah, it's... Pinky and the Brain's great. Maybe we'll watch them later.
0: Yeah, they're on Hulu.
1: Uh, so what are we watching next week as we begin the trek to episode 100?
0: I, I believe we can actually just lay out everything between now and 100.
1: Yeah, everything between now and 100 are bigger watches. Uh, Except for what we're doing next week. Yeah. So we want to kind of give everyone time to watch stuff. So as we make our our march towards uh, 100, there's one thing that we do want to kind of correct. Uh, We've done game shows, reality shows, uh, cartoons, dramas, sitcoms, comedies, pilots. There's one genre we keep kind of missing. So next week we are going to do our first one season,
0: Anime. Anime. And there are some incredible one season animes. There are. There's Death Note. There's Cowboy Bebop. There's Trigun. There's Kill a Kill. And we're gonna do none of those.
1: None of those.
0: Uh, we are gonna do Elf Princess Rain from 1995. Yes. So Two I. Two
1: episodes and it's all on YouTube.
0: I'm really excited to do this because uh, the mid 90s was such a crazy time in. Anime being served to an American audience. I'm really excited to see something in the similar time period to, like, Sailor Moon, which I grew up watching. Right. Uh, that's not necessarily as um, popular.
1: Yeah, as well-revered.
0: So I'm excited for that.
1: And then after that, uh, we're, we're doing two shows that I was directly involved in. Yes. So we're, we're kind of doing—I'll have extra insight— uh, the first is a our first web series we'll be doing. Yes, we will be doing Dungeon Crawlers, which was created by my pal Uncle Yo, and I appear as an actor.
0: Yes, and as do do you want to say who you play? No. Okay, we'll
1: save that. We'll all save right. that. So be sure to check out Dungeon Crawlers. It's all available on YouTube. Then for episode number ninety nine. This one you have to go to uh, Independent Wrestling uh, TV to find. And uh, if you don't have a subscription to that, use the code word LEAPFROG and you can actually get a free month of this. Uh, I was an editor and also on-screen talent for a show called Chikara Action Arcade. And that also only ran one season. So you can check that out on Independent Wrestling TV. And then finally, episode 100. This is the show that kind of started this show. This is
0: the show that finding a way to bully Noah into watching this show inspired this podcast.
1: Yes, it is a show that I have never watched despite being a fan of pretty much all the people involved.
0: We're finally going to do Firefly. We're doing Firefly, people. And I'm going to keep a list of every time you suddenly retroactively understand a nerd reference.
1: Yes. So get excited for that. So here's your homework for uh, dear, dear uh, stay doomed viewer or our listener. Next week, we will be doing Elf Princess Rain. Yep. Followed by Dungeon Crawlers followed by Chikara Action Arcade, followed by Firefly. There will probably be some two-parters in there.
0: Uh, almost certainly. Yes. Um, I think, if nothing else, Firefly itself will be a two-parter.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, And episode 101 is probably going to be our second retrospective episode. Yes, our post-mortem. Because we're going to kind of consider it the, uh, the end of season two. Yes. It's weird because we take our hiatus in September because that's when our year ends. Mm-hmm. But our seasons kind of end every 50 episodes. Yes,
1: and everything, ever since we started doing bonus episodes and...
0: And two-parters. And two-parters,
1: and 100 episodes. Uh, what is considered an episode got next up in the numbers. But yeah, now you know. So please get excited for that. You can also support us on Patreon. Uh, we'll be dropping our first bonus episode on the Nightmine Candy Bowl very, very soon. And, uh, and would we like to do
0: Star Warners as our next bonus episode?
1: Uh, I know we discussed doing just Animaniacs the new season as our new uh, next bonus episode,
0: but uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, because technically it has a two season contract, so it doesn't count.
1: It doesn't count All as All right.
0: Uh, where can people find us? You can email us at Show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at StayDoomed.
1: And if you want to talk to me about your fondest memory of Pinky and the Brain, I'm at Plus Two Comedy.
0: If you ever taped the entire Kids WB Saturday morning block for any reason pre-2000, I'm at Stay Doomed. Seriously, DM me. Until next time, Stay Doomed.